Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome to another edition of the MSP Show here on Block Talk Radio. And we only have a little bit of time, so I'm going to get right down to business today. Joining me this week is uh, no other than Neil Patel, and I've been following Neil for a number of years uh, from the SEO, SEM, social media perspective. And I thought, it'd be, you know, great, be, you should come on our show and talk to you all, the managed service providers. So good morning, Neil. Uh, coming us from Seattle, we have a lot of listeners up in the Pacific Northwest. So, uh, Neil, tell us a little about yourself and, you know, how you got started in this uh, online marketing business. Cool. Thanks. Well, thanks first and foremost for having me. And just to give you an idea, I got started in the online marketing world because not of a choice uh, or a desire to, more so I had no, you know, I had no other option. And what I mean by this is I started a website, I paid marketing firms, I hoped that they would provide results. They didn't. They took my money. I was broke, frustrated, so I had no choice but to learn it on my own. And that's a you know a story that we hear a lot of time, a lot. You know, and I'm kind of my my background is similar. I built an IT service company out in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, and then same thing. Learned it all myself. And then when I sold that business ten years ago, I said, well, you know, I'm going to take the knowledge that I have from you know doing it myself and help others. And I'm hoping I'm not one of those marketing firms that you describe that take people's money when you don't show any results. But I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot of them out there. So, Neil, you know, again, we only have a few uh, a short short period of time today, so I'm going to get that right down to, you know, what what are you seeing today when it comes to online marketing? Is search and Google still, you know, they've still got a place in it? You know, what about social and, you know, even some of the voice-activated search we're seeing with, you know, Amazon Echoes and Google Homes and stuff? Where should an IT company be putting their efforts at today? The IT companies these days should be putting their effort on all channels. It used to be, if you go back like five, six, seven years ago, you could just do SEO, you could just do social media marketing, you could just do paid advertising. The problem now is the landscape's becoming very competitive. The web is saturated. If you're looking at multiples that many of these companies are getting on the lower end, it's, uh, or these startups, it's not as good as it used to be. Um, and because it's so competitive, you have no choice but to go after all of them, right? So you have to do the paid, you have to do the SEO, you have to do the content, the social, any channel that you can really leverage, why not just go after and, you know, use? And, and, you know, I work with a lot of small companies that are, you know, one or two IT engineers. They're very, you know, they're, they're great at setting up Windows servers and, you know, doing firewalls and antivirus, but this whole world of Google and marketing is, is kind of like a foreign language to them. And, you know, going back to your story, you know, what, you know, what can they do today just to get them, you know, just to get the, the ball rolling in the right direction? And, and, you know, and, you know, is there a trick out there, like one or two things that you would say, you know, do this now and don't worry about all the other stuff, but you focus on one of these one or two things out of the gate. Yeah, you should just pick what you're best at and what you think you can get most traction at. So, for example, with me, I focus typically on content marketing. Uh, and then I get into like social and SEO. Now, someone else on the flip side, I have a buddy, Jeff. He focuses mainly on paid advertising when he starts. It's not that paid ads or SEO is better than one another. It's more so he's better at paid than he is at SEO. So we typically focus on what we're good at and what we think we can get results the quickest because what you're good at usually means, you know, what you're going to get results faster with. Now, is organic SEO still relevant, knowing that Google's pushing those organic rankings further down 
further down the page, it seems like almost weekly, that number one spot is getting further and further down the first page. It still works, still gets a lot of traffic. I get almost 1.5 million visits a month from Google. Just from organic traffic? Yeah. Excellent. So you mentioned content in there, and I, I know and I'm a big content player. I love uh, content. And actually, we started employing one of the tricks that you mentioned a few months ago. I think it was on Marketing School or in your blog uh, about you know different industries and the amount of content they have as a minimum. Now we took uh, technology. I think you mentioned you said at least 800 words for a technology blog content marketing. Is that still relevant, or should we look at even kind of fitting more words into that? These days, I look to include at least 2,000 plus words. So 2,000 plus words per blog post? Correct. Not always, but when relevant, you know, I try to be very in-depth and thorough. Don't look too much at a word count. Look more so as how many words do you need to cover the topic super in-depth. If you're able to get them in a thousand words, good for you. If you need it in 5,000 words, that's fine too. Just make sure your content's super in-depth. That's the key. So necessary, not word count, but just the, you know, the, the depth of the content and the quality of the content. I guess that's another factor that uh, you know, we have to consider is how, you know, what's the quality of the content like? Correct, yes. And is there, any, like, is there any like recommendation that you would give to an IT company who wants to either pass along you know, business technology tips and tricks or advice uh, or even some technical information? Do you, you know, could you, is, you know, is there a minimum that we should at least strive for? Yeah, uh, what I would do is I would focus not to say minimum information. How can you make the information actionable? So would videos help you? Would screen captures help you? Would screenshots help you? That's what I would do. I would start using other forms, you know, instead of just text. You can also integrate text, but a mixture of everything makes your content more actionable, especially in your space. So, for example, like taking a webinar maybe on uh, tips and tricks for Microsoft Word or Outlook, you know, writing, a, writing some content to go alongside with the embedded video. Now, on, the, on that topic of embedded video, is embedding it from YouTube the, the, the right, uh, a better solution or some like other service like Vimeo or should you just put it everywhere and then, uh, you know, choose your best, in, you know, best platform for embedding? We just put it everywhere and we'll do like the Vimeos, the YouTubes, the Facebook. We pretty much put it everywhere. Yeah, gotcha. But it's having that, you know, again, having multiple different, and we actually, we do that with a lot of our, you know, webinars that we do. We'll have the webinar recording, let's say it's 45 minute tips and tricks on Microsoft Word. Um, take that and write an article about it and also include screenshots. So being, I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out over the over the next coming uh, weeks and months uh, from search results. But you mentioned this morning on, on marketing school, because it just happened to land in my inbox about half an hour before we got on this call about, uh, you know, back in Google, the Google, Google SEO is start, it's going to die off in a, in a or, or assuming it's going to die off and be replaced with voice search. But do you not think, do you think that the, the traditional search for Google is still going to be around you know, come five, 10 years down the road? Or is it just going to, is it going to change into other formats? It's going to change into other formats. Uh, Voice is going to be big as we're talking about. Um, I more so see it where you're interested in learning something and Google just takes you to one result. So like, for example, you could type in, uh, uh, or you can go on a voice or, you know, Alexa, give me, you know, 
some Microsoft Outlook tips and it'll take you to a blog post and read out the blog post, you know, word for word or, or a, a podcast recording or something like that that has that content. Sorry about that. You were breaking up on my end. Can you repeat? Oh, sorry. I was saying, you know, if you take, uh, for example, get, you know, uh, Outlook tips and tricks for Microsoft Outlook, can you, uh, if you say, Alexa, uh, give me some Microsoft Outlook tips, would if, you know, it eventually, maybe even today, it will go out and search the web and then come back with one result on either a podcast or, or read out a blog post or something like that. Is that kind of the way you think it's going to go? Yes. And it'll probably be where they take the tips and tricks from your website and just be like, here are the five tips. And then that's it. And, it, and you mentioned also on marketing school this morning is that, you know, that might be a paid result. Uh, so kind of getting back into, you know, paid advertising, coming back to, you know, into, you know, influencing the research results. Yeah, it paid as will influence the search results, but who knows what's going to happen. I do agree a lot of it's going to be paid and a lot is going to be organic as well. It's just a question of what's going to be what. Now, Neil, should, should IT companies be looking at uh, paid advertising on social media platforms, you know, given some of the recent Facebook happenings where we're not seeing as much business-related you know, organic uh, posts showing up in our news feed? Uh, is there still a play for, you know, social like Facebook uh, for an IT service company that may have a limited marketing budget? Yeah, why not? You can target people, you can do some ads, and you can see what's going to end up working well and just test it. You can try the organic stuff, but as we all know and you mentioned, it just doesn't do that well. But paid ads, it's something where you just test it out and you try to make it work, and if you can, great. If not, move on to the next channel. Oh, okay. So... Neil, knowing that uh, you know our our, again, our market here is the smaller IT service company that you know may or may not have a lot of experience, you know what are you know what are some of the things that you're seeing with you know across your world uh, of that small business owners are not doing when it comes to getting their you know driving traffic to websites and con and converting you know a visitor to a website or a visitor to some sort of web property into uh, into a lead that they can execute a sales process on. They're not collecting emails. You should always focus on emails. Most people aren't going to convert when they come to your site. Collect the emails and then eventually nurture them and try to get, get them back to your site. So, what, so, collecting, so collecting emails, so offering some sort of lead magnet uh, that they would exchange uh, their con contact information for in exchange of that information. Is that one example? Correct, yes. Okay. So... Um, and then what about what about the what about live chat? We're starting to see a lot more live chat. You know that instant uh, connection with somebody uh, is that still relevant in today's world? Yeah, live chat's working out really well. Drift and Intercom are big companies. The more you can connect with the right audience, right then and there, it's a great way to get conversions. I was talking to a friend uh, who owns a company called Nextiva, and he was telling me live chat accounts for one third of their sales. And I, uh, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, so, I mean, we, we've started rolling out some of our own live chat service as well, which is, uh, you know, we exactly see that. We feel all kinds of new opportunities being generated through live chat, and we do it 24. We offer it 24-7 to our clients, deal, and, and, and it seems to be, you know, clients that we're not getting any, you know, form fills or other conversion are getting conversion uh, through the live chat. So definitely I, I would agree with you there. Um, you know, you got a, you got an abundance of content and you, I mean, you're next to Gary Vee, you got to probably be the, 
you know, the second most content content guy that I know, you know, where, how do you find time to do all this stuff? Do you have, you know, I'm assuming you got a business to run too. Yeah. I don't run the business. I just create content. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you got, you know, you got, so your, your, your focus is 100% on running the content and you let, let other people do the, uh, the business running processes and, you know, and all the, the day to day work. Correct. Yes. So kind of similar to Gary Vee in a, in a certain way that, you know, he's, uh, he's producing all this content as well. And he's got everybody at VaynerMedia kind of doing all the work. Yep. So Gary Vee mentioned something, Neil, uh, and I caught it about a month ago that, and I'll see, I'll get your opinion on this. Do you see that even for small IT companies and, and you know, or even me, they're big regional players. Um, do you see that, you know, I used to say that they had to be a marketing and sales company first and then, you know, a technology company second. But now I'm starting to see, and this is based on what Gary Vee said, that they need to really become a media company first, marketing sales second, and then whatever they do, technology or Microsoft support or whatever, third. Would you agree with that uh, statement that Gary Vee made about a month ago? I do, and I myself follow that and have been for years, in which I believe you build up the audience and you become a media company first, and then the rest trickles in. Yeah, and so you know, what, what kind of what kind of tips can you give uh, to these small business IT guys who, um, you know, who may struggle, Neil, in getting the audience? You know, is there some combination of in-person activity and online activity that help drive, you know, because we see, we see Facebook pages with, with 10 likes, you know, what can they do to grab more, uh, you know, attention from people? Yeah, what I would end up doing is I would try offline events, local networking, conferences, whatever it may be that you can get your hands on. If you can ever speak, even better. If not, no worries. Then at the same time, I would create the content. The content could be blog posts, podcasts, videos, screen captures, uh, and share everything on the social web. So doing a mixture of all of that will help you get more out there. And cross-pollinate a lot of that content. So, like, I'll take this recording of this uh, webinar, put it up on Blog Talk Radio, but also make it into a, you know, a, some sort of video type of format that I can put up on YouTube and other formats and then embed it on my blog. So, really taking a lot of that and cross-pollinating across multiple platforms uh, is still, still relevant in today's world? Yes, very relevant. You create content once, you can use it, like, five, ten times, right? Exactly. And now, and I, and I remember, and now I, this is a while ago, probably six to eight months ago, you were doing a webcast with another call. I actually think it was somebody up in Vancouver that you were doing it with. And I asked you a question about syndicated content and a lot of, you know, we do it ourselves. We have a centralized content farm that we put in and everybody subscribes. So we usually really just do it for pushing out on social and newsletters. But, you know, I asked you this question about duplicate content and you said, don't worry about duplicate content. But you hear a lot of industry people saying that duplicate content's bad. Um, so, you know, if is it is it a bad practice to subscribe to a, a blog syndication service and have maybe one blog post with the exact same content showing up on you know twelve or thirteen different websites in non-competing geographies? Yeah, I would do it. Before, when I first started in the marketing world, duplicate content hurt you. These days, it's not as big of a deal. So. Does Google, does Google, because uh, you hear a lot of, you know, other people say they, are they going to penalize you or are they, are they, are they not going to, do they not penalize you? No, not anymore. They don't, you know, and they may have, you know, I know they stated in the past, they may have not before, but like I had issues where 
Entrepreneur Magazine would use our content and it would create a huge penalization in our traffic, just drop like 30, 40% because Entrepreneur Magazine would just syndicate our content. And it was duplicate, but you know, we wrote it first on our blog and published it, but yet, you know, Google hit us hard and we weren't the only ones. There's quite a few people like GigaOM back then also got hit and eventually it got fixed. Uh, but duplicate content doesn't hurt you these days. But does it, does it get indexed or does it just Google just look over and say, you know, yeah, we've seen this before and we're just not going to worry. Because I usually, what I see when I do a search on, I take the exact title of the of the blog post that I put in there, usually the first client that gets, you know, hits, get, gets hit with the, the syndication that pulled the article first will be the one that ranks and the other ones are sometimes not not anywhere to be seen. Yeah, and I'm seeing something similar in which uh, sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, it's really up to Google. They do whatever they want. Yeah, and you know, if we uh, if we knew that secret, we wouldn't be talking today. We'd be, uh, you know, cruising around somewhere in the South Pacific on private yachts, I would imagine. Um, you know, but you get back. You know, content. I think Neil is 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 king to me, and it's uh, you know very very important. And you know, you stress the importance of you know good quality in depth content. Lots, lots of it cross-pollinated across multiple channels and then share it on, you know, all the social media platforms and get out there, be active in your local community, uh, drive, you know, make connections and then use those connections you make in the real world, in the, in the social world. Now, now, Neil, not a lot of these guys are not going to be you and, you know, have, um, you know, one point some odd million visitors to their website uh, annually. But, you know, what, you know, what are, you know, again, coming back, you know, what are three tips that you can give them right now to, uh, you know, just to get started? Because I'm sure they've heard all kinds of stuff in the last 20 minutes we've been talking. But if they had to take three things away to get started, what would those three things be? One, speak at events or networking events or go to them, right? Second, publish content that helps people, like educating, whether it's screen captures, videos, texts, you pick the format, whatever you're best at and whatever you feel makes your most actionable content, go do that. And then three, share whatever you created throughout the web, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, emailing out people that you think it could be relevant to, just get it out there. Perfect, so very, no, very easy things to do, Neil, very easy. Uh, last question, and then I'll let you get on with your day, because uh, I know it's a little, uh, still early out there on the West Coast. Um, Let's, let's, you know, if you had your crystal ball in front of you, um, you know, where do you see, we already talked, and we already talked about voice search, so maybe that's the answer, but, you know, where do you see the next uh, 12 to 24 months going with the social, uh, and the social web and the, you know, the traditional Google search world, you know, where, where do you see it going? Social is going to become more pay for play, and Google is going to become more voice. Those are the big two things I'm going to, we're going to see with those two uh, channels. And, and, and sorry, one more question. Is LinkedIn still relevant? It's very relevant. It's great. I love LinkedIn. I get as many views almost on my LinkedIn profile for videos than I do on YouTube. There you go. I, I, and I, we've just come back to looking at LinkedIn a little more closer because of the changes in, uh, in Facebook. Neil, I know you're a busy guy, so I'll let you, I'll let you run. Thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for popping in for a few minutes with us. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, Neil, and uh, we'll look forward to maybe doing this again uh, in a little while once uh, you know once the search world changes around, and we have some uh, new stuff to talk about. But Neil, thanks again for doing this for us. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.